Hi everyone, it's great to be back with you. For those of you just joining, my name is Madeline. I'm a writer, speaker, parent coach, mother to five, foster mum and podcaster. Join us every week and we'll cover everything from tantrums and chat back to hormones, sibling issues, anxiety, teen troubles, everything and anything that can cause disconnect in your relationships with your children, i.e. how to keep those connections in good healthy shape even when you disagree with your children. A friend of mine says to me from time to time, I wish you could just come and sit on my shoulder. So whilst I can't be on your shoulder, if you journey with us, you won't need me to be. And I'm certainly not here to claim that I'm perfect anyway. It's not even a goal of mine. But there are some tools and some ways that have enabled me and many of you listeners to switch into a different mindset when you're in those confronting zones. One that empowers me and empowers my child. And that's what I love to pass on. Parenting is a big, crazy, rewarding, stretching journey. And it takes courage because every day we're making choices and they're not always the easy ones. So welcome to The Courageous Mama. I hope that you've all had some ingredients this summer that have refreshed you, perhaps even some moments of rest. We've waved two of ours off again. I feel like a train station sometimes with the comings and goings. Two of ours have moved to London and we've settled our foster child into his forever home. So now there's just four of us at home, me, Con and our 18 and 12 year old. That might feel big or small or normal to some of you, but to us, it feels very, very quiet. I mentioned at the end of last term that I was going to do something a bit different this term, and so I am. I'm going to do shorter podcasts, taking one tool, one principle, or one idea, or one theme, and just pressing into that. A bit like a sort of thought for the week, something to grasp and ponder and put into your family life if you'd like to. So I'm going to launch with a refreshing tool. It might be new to some, some of you it'll be a refresher. It's a great way to prevent small frustrations becoming bigger moments or even moments of combat. But it's also a mindset shift in the way that we listen and help our children to be heard. Actually, it works for all relationships. It's so powerful, yet it's so straightforward. And I'm going to show you at the end how it works for all the different age groups, whether you've got a baby or an older teenager and everything in between. So let's start with an example. Perhaps you've got a child, could be any age, but perhaps I'm thinking around kind of somewhere between eight and 12, who's frustrated because he's not been picked for the sports team that he was hoping for. He comes in and he's all upset and he's telling you how stupid it is and how stupid the teacher is and how rubbish so-and-so is, but they got picked for the team and they shouldn't have been picked and how this is going to mess up his term, his friendship groups, his lunch times, quite frankly, his life. I want you to just have a quick think about how you'd respond to that. What's your first response going to be? I'm going to give you a second and you can pause the podcast if you need longer. What was your response? What did you feel your role was in that scenario? Perhaps to calm him down? 
to reassure him, maybe to put some optimism back into his life, maybe some perspective, maybe to distance him from the idea that his life has entirely gone down the tubes to big him up a little bit. Or maybe you've got a bit surprised by his aggression. Perhaps you've called him out on some of the negative tones towards peers and teachers. Or did you lighten things up a bit? Make light of it, have a little laugh in the hope that he'd see perspective. Tell him a story or two about your early days. What was your tool of choice? The thing is, these little moments are our big moments. There are moments to let them know we hear it, we get it. Because they're clocking our responses. We're on trial here. Are you, mum or dad, going to be the voice that I want to hear when the stakes get bigger? Or let me put that another way around. When the stakes get bigger, they will have had hundreds of little frames of reference of how they felt in your company through the years when life felt tough. And they'll be evaluating whether you're to be trusted with their hurting heart at this big moment. And notice I didn't say they're going to reference the things that you said over the years. They probably won't remember them all. What they will remember is how you made them feel. And what do we all want to feel when we share something rubbish that's happened in our lives? Do we want to feel corrected, assessed, minimised, beefed up a little? No. We want to feel heard, accepted and understood. The number one complaint of teenagers is my parents don't understand me. And that's not because they didn't get the latest tech when they wanted it. That's because for years and years they've been managed when they felt that their world was falling apart. I had a great chat with a mum the other day. She was lamenting the fact that their child wanted an app on his phone that they felt wasn't suitable. So they sat him down and they told him that they loved him and they explained all the reasons why it wasn't appropriate and how they were protecting him. And after the mum had shared all that with me, I asked her, who got heard and understood? You or your child? Oh no, she said. Oh, I didn't see it like that. It was us. We got the floor, the airtime. He just had to sit and listen. Exactly. Well done, that mum. So let's go back to that sports disappointment. Instead of imparting any parenting wisdom, say nothing. Just listen. I know you think you listen. We all do. But in reality, it's something we practice and get better at. And as someone who lives, breathes, teaches, writes, speaks and coaches on it, even I have to discipline myself because it's not intuitive. In fact, it's counterintuitive. Good listeners aren't actually that easy to find. So no matter how good a listener you think you are, see if there's just something you could polish up on. Because do you know what hearing isn't? It's not waiting to speak. It's not listening with an agenda. It's literally taking in what your child is saying. Count to ten if you have to. Take a breath, take a few, but just hear them. And you get extra points if you can add in any of these. Stop and face them, especially if you're in the middle of something else. Make eye contact. Nod interestedly. Pull up a chair. That's the best one. None of these will diminish your right to your own opinion. They're just non-verbal ways of saying you have my full 
attention and simply reflect back what you've heard. Don't add anything of your own. So you've not made the team and you were really hoping that you would. And if you're right about that, they'll just let it fly. If you're not right and there's something that you've reflected back that isn't quite right, they'll adjust that. And then if you've got the cue that they've been got, try for a feeling. I call this hunt the feeling. Sounds like you feel that's been handled really unfairly. You still haven't agreed or disagreed, shot the coach, secretly agreed with the coach or nailed your colours to the mast in any way. And that's great because this isn't about you or how you feel. It's simply about them and how you convey that message that I accept this is impacting you in a really tough way. It feels enormous. And that's all going into their hard drive for years later. It's going into their bank of perception about how good a listener you are. And it costs you nothing. They may add something. They may feel the need to say it again. They may settle. But one thing they won't do is get more leery. They've been heard. There's nothing to argue about. You know, the reason our children amplify themselves and get large is because they just didn't feel it was big enough the first time because you didn't get it. Because you've got it, they haven't got to amp up. You're just nodding and you're hearing as they continue because now they trust that you're on their side and you care about their feelings. And when they're done, you can just round up again if you want, not word for word, but in essence, and perhaps using some of their words. So the sports teacher didn't put you in the team this term, they put Billy in instead. And you feel he's not as strong a player. Sounds like you feel completely overlooked. Heard, affirmed, accepted, banked. But why, Madeline? Why can't I just do my normal stuff? Well, you can, but it might be a short-term play. And in the next few weeks, there'll be all sorts of different small and big moments that could easily give way to conflict in your house, to fights or just to disconnect. And when they come at you because you haven't done something they'd hoped for, or you're in conflict together about the mess that they've made, or they're in turmoil about homework or screen time or free time, wouldn't you love for them not to disintegrate into harsh words on both sides? If they don't get frustrated, if there's nothing for their frustration to stick to, they will calm down. Because although you're not necessarily going to give in to what they want, you are able to acknowledge how it made them feel. I had a classic one yesterday, not with a child, but with my husband. I was tired, we'd had a really long journey, I was on the phone, he stopped the car and he started crunching up rubbish from a takeaway that we'd had. And the noise was, well, crunchy on our end, but probably pretty deafening for the person the other end. You know how it magnifies when you're on the receiving end of the phone. So I shot him the irritated look, have you got one of those? And he threw his hands in the air as though I was being a total diva. You know, the escalation. And I ended up hanging up and saying, it was just so hard to hear. And sometimes his normal defence could be something like, well, I was just clearing the rubbish out of the car. But he didn't. He leant in and he said, sounds like you were finding it hard to hear whilst I was crunching the rubbish and clearing the car. Well, yeah, I said, I felt for the person at the other end. Now, that's awkward, isn't it? And frustrating at times. And my shoulders were straight down. 
nothing to defend, nothing to hook onto. And notice he didn't apologise or even actually agree with me. He just totally reflected how his choice had made me feel. And even though I know it's a technique, it still does the job. It de-escalates. So how could this work for all different age groups? Let's take a baby, for example. They're not complaining about the sports team, for sure. They're just crying. And what's our common parent response? They're there. It's okay. Mummy's here or daddy's here. You're going to be fine. Right from the get go, we're not listening. We're telling the baby what we think they need to hear. Quite frankly, it's not fine at all. They're tired or they're hungry and they're quite possibly worried. So all in one, we can grasp that. We can grab it. We can say, hey, you're feeling upset. Mummy's going to try and work out what's worrying you. Or if you know they're hungry, you can say you're hungry, you need to eat, your tummy hurts. You're reflecting back. It's about them and their needs. They've been heard and understood. You'll have calmed their amygdala, their fight, flight or freeze zone. It builds trust. Yep, even when they're months old. And what about that toddler? They've fallen over. How quick are we to say, oh, you're okay. It'll be fine. It's not too bad. There's no blood. (laughs) Do you do that? There's no blood. (laughs) How about doing the opposite? Lean into that frustration. Oh dear, that was a bump. You must be feeling upset. It's sore, is it? Or what about the tween who's furious with you because they have to clean their room before they can go out? You might say, that's time consuming, isn't it? You're worried you're going to miss out. Sounds like it feels overwhelming today. You don't have to go in and do it for them. You don't have to give in and let them go out before it's done. But you can let them know that you understand how big it feels. You could ask, is is there anything I could do that would feel supportive? As they rise to their responsibility. But avoid the temptation to point out the obvious, like, well, if you'd done it in a week, we wouldn't be where we are now. Leaning in doesn't give them anything to hook into. It's just agreeing. It's a big job. They may carry on ranting, but they're much less likely to escalate. I've had such great feedback from this. It's literally a magic tool. It's a connective tool. It doesn't have to be divisive when you don't necessarily agree with your child. It's no sarcasm, it's no rolling eyes, it's just here. Here, emotionally affirm, accept, not agree, just accept, and then repeat. And watch the temperature go down and the trust go up. The message you're sending is, it's okay to feel like that. I accept your feelings. I love you when you're calm and I love you when you're agitated. I'm not going to jump into that pit of despair with you, but I'm not going to run away either. I accept you. Try it on your kids, try it on your friends, try it on your partner and let me know how it goes for you. In fact, whether you're rejoining after the summer and you're part of our regular listeners or you're just popping in, let me know what you've found useful or what you would find useful. It's so great to receive feedback. It's what keeps me going. It's what helps me to feel that I'm part of a group of parents who want to raise emotionally healthy children in this crazy world. 
If you've got the book, you'll find that chapter three on mess is a great accompaniment to today's podcast. If you haven't and you'd love a full colour, beautiful, hardback book with great parenting tools that's written so that you can just pick up one page and change your day or dig into a whole chapter, you'll love Parenting for Life. And you'll find it on my website, which will also have the notes from today on if you'd like to see them in print and then you can just review it slowly in your own time. It's called thecourageousmama.com. And you'll also find information there if you're looking for some one-to-one support in your family life. You can come and share with me and we'll find some tools that will take the tension out of your family life. So that's thecourageousmama.com and the link's in the show notes if that's easier for you. Please do pop to the review section of the podcast. Ping me some stars and a nice comment. And I'd love it if you share this with a friend, someone that you know who'd find it helpful. And I'll be back next week. Have a great week.